0: You're listening to Focus on the Bible. There is a fiery argument raging across the world right now about what saves a person into eternal life. Some people say it's by grace alone that grace comes by faith in Jesus. Then there are other people who say, well, it takes righteous works in order to be saved. And then other people go for both. They combine the two, add it all together, and say salvation to eternal life can only come by God's grace, but you must also have your own righteous works. What's your position on this, friend? Thank you for joining us today on Focus on the Bible. Let's talk about this. Man has a historical nasty habit of glorifying himself after rejecting God. Let's review this point of history. Remember back at the flood, Noah called to build that boat. And at that boat site, he was a preacher of God's righteousness, begging people to take God's way of salvation from that coming flood. Did he get a lot of people to join him on that boat? No way. People were too proud to get on that boat. That boat scene and the great flood that followed it when God put the whole world underwater until it said, Uncle, led to the Tower of Babel. Here's what was really happening there. God had told man he wanted there to be distinct nations. But man came together and in the face of God said, we don't want there to be distinct nations. Man can unify himself under his own righteous banner. And they built this common building project called today the Tower of Babel. And in essence, they were wagging their heads at God saying, we'll build a building that not even God can flood and glorify ourselves in the process. Here's another example of how man has continually rejected God in every age and then tries to go about glorifying himself. Remember the Babylonian kingdom, a world empire, and there they had sacked Jerusalem, destroyed God's temple, and took away the furniture and the elements of God's temple. In Babylon, they had a great big party and they remembered that they had the cups and the ornaments from God's temple. And so they broke them out on this special occasion and they're drinking wine and they're becoming drunken while drinking from the golden cups from God's own holy temple. And in that moment, a hand appeared that had never been seen before and unattached to a human body. And that hand wrote a message from God on the wall, You are found wanting. The interpretation was given that on that very night that kingdom would end. And as the interpretation was made, already the armies were marching from the Medes and the Persians who became the coming world empire that replaced Babylon on that night. Later, the Greeks rose to world power under Alexander the Great and his father Philip. You remember they too removed God. And the Greeks began to listen to their own poets. They loved the poets. They also loved the philosophers, those worldly men who called attention to what man could do, and they created their own gods. Sometimes their gods were all mixed up with people, and the idea was that people sort of can intermarry with God and become their own gods, and God lives over on that mountain over there. The earthly messages of the poets and the philosophers who brought their earthly wisdom that was just another of many scenes of man and his nasty habit of rejecting God and trying to glorify himself. Now, with this historical backdrop, Paul the Apostle wrote a letter to that great Greek city called Corinth. And to this letter to the Corinthian believers in Jesus who are living in a culture of man and his own glory and the wisdom that man concocts about his own glory, Paul wanted to remind those Corinthian believers that their salvation is all about Jesus, not trying to add something else to their faith in Jesus that would make them righteous in the eyes of God. Let's look together, First Corinthians chapter 1 now, and verse 22 through 24. Here we go. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified... Under the Jews, a stumbling block, and under the Greeks, foolishness. So there he is. The way of righteousness is Jesus himself now. It's not in a sign of religious work. It's not by the wisdom of man. Paul said that's foolishness. All those Greek poets and philosophers, to Paul the Apostle, representing Jesus Christ alone, foolishness. Amen. I'm so glad today to join that that worthy band of Bible students who are saying that salvation into eternal life not only is, but could only be by grace alone. It can only come to us by our faith in Jesus because ultimately man has no righteousness of his own. Doesn't the Bible say very clearly and plainly teach that all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags in the eyes of God? And yet there they are arguing all day long about how man must do himself in order to be saved. Foolishness over all of it, declares the Apostle Paul, and I agree. Verse 24, Paul writes, But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, And the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. What he's saying is that you might think God's message of salvation through Jesus' cross is a weak message, a foolish message. But in the end of it all, it will be made known in the world that the only way to God was through the righteousness found in Jesus Christ. And him completely alone. Verse 26, Paul says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the, of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. What's he saying? That those people who think that they're wise or think they're mighty by what they have done, they think they've achieved righteousness with God by their own righteous works, they're the ones who are foolish. And God will take the weak person who has no claims of his own righteousness, and God will take the man who others... Think, is a very foolish man casting his faith in Jesus alone? And God declares that that is the very one, the weak one, the foolish one, whose faith is in Jesus, who has attained to the righteousness of God, given as a gift by faith in Jesus. I want to skip, skip. Join me if you can. Verse 29, Paul says that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And so Paul finishes off with a flourish here. He says that Christ himself alone is our wisdom. Now, remember, he's writing in the context here of a bunch of Greek people who think they have the corner on wisdom. It's from their poets and their philosophers. It's about what man can do. And God says, no, that's not wisdom at all. That's man's foolishness. But when you believe in Jesus Christ, Christ himself is your wisdom and not that which comes of yourself He says, Jesus is our righteousness. He's our sanctification. Jesus alone is our redemption. And I say a hearty amen to that. Our gospel message here at Focus on the Bible is all about being saved by grace, because that's the only thing possible that could save us since we've all fallen short of the glory of God. I'm so happy to be a gospel preacher. I'm so happy to proclaim that salvation is available, but our righteousness is Jesus alone. Our sanctification is only Jesus. Our redemption is only Jesus and none of man. Amen. In the book of Romans chapter 3, Paul takes this argument up with Roman believers also and he reminds them again of how they were saved. This is shocking to most people when they decide to study the Bible and find out what God says about would give man righteousness in God's eyes and not what human religion tells us. But once we decide to focus on the Bible, we see that God's very clear and the Bible is very redundant about this fact that our righteousness is only by faith in Jesus. Here we go. Romans chapter 3 now and verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. Verse 22, he says, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there's no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So there's our true position with God, is that we've fallen short, we've sinned, and we're short of the glory of God. And we could never claim that glory of God. In our own righteous deeds and works. But that righteousness of God will become the present possession of anyone who believes in Jesus. Verse 24. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 25. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood. The word propitiation means a satisfactory payment. And friend, that's the payment Jesus made. It highly satisfied God Almighty that the fine, the penalty, the punishment of our sin was paid in every degree by the righteous blood of Jesus Christ. And now the Bible so boldly declares and plainly teaches that our salvation hope must fall on Jesus and not what we think we can do ourselves. Paul says to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Verse 27, where is boasting then? it is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Paul the apostle said, our salvation is by faith alone in Christ alone. That righteousness of God is complete and total and unchangeable. His righteousness is immutable, and there will be no flaw found in those people who show up at the gate of heaven bearing the righteousness of God by their faith in Jesus Christ. Have you realized, friend, in your understanding of God's teaching from the Bible that no one will be able to testify of their own righteousness Romans chapter 3 says that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Those who think that they're building up their own righteousness through their deeds, their good works, they won't even have a chance to testify because the testimony will all be given by God's own law and the law can only condemn us if we put our hope in the law. Friend, you could be saved by grace and know it. You could have the righteousness of God as God's free gift by faith alone in Christ alone. And won't you join us as we try and convince the world of God's salvation plan. This episode is a production of Focus Evangelistic Ministries, Incorporated. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, you can write to us at Focus Ministries, Incorporated, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, freddiecoil.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E dot We hope to see you again for next week's episode of Focus on the Bible.